You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. I said give me the hell, yeah! Hey, this is Zeta Zay. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. You need to go back to the drawing board because your game absolutely sucks! Hey, everyone, this is Jeff Cobb. I'm Lewis Howley. I'm Sam Spoker. We are pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Hello, my name is Zina Dragunov, the star, the NXT UK champion, and you're listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. You're listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C. Romoran and Rowan A.S.H. together on this audio-only episode. No Chino for this one because uh, he's a very busy guy these days. But we've got a special treat for you because we're really happy that we have an opportunity to talk to one of the rising stars in MWF. Her name is Chelsea Marie. You may remember her as Brown Shirt, but we don't call her that anymore. We call her Chelsea Marie and she's got a hell of a story uh, being the first trans woman Filipino pro wrestler that alone is quite the distinction and she gets into all of that unpacks everything with us uh rowan can you give our listeners a teaser about what you uh, what went through your mind when we were talking to chelsea man sobrang inspiring ano sinabi niya and uh, li- like the story that she told and i really hope someday i would change my name in this podcast what why ah, in the podcast ah uh-huh. parang di ka na ash uh, okay 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 hey, I'll work hard, guys. Okay, very good. Nice to know that Chelsea had that positive impact on you. So we'll get to that conversation in a bit. It's our main event. But first, uh, we, of course, we have our patron community. It is going strong. And we've got a lot of stuff that we have lined up for our patrons. And here's how you can be part of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast patron community. As we record this, it is Monday night, June 27th. So that means we just had our live online viewing party of AEW X NJPW Forbidden Door earlier this morning. And it was a lot of fun, um, even though uh, we didn't know what to expect. It was uh, a good time had by all. So if you want to be a part of the next online viewing party, which is going to be Money in the Bank, this weekend, uh, Sunday, Manila time, Sunday morning, all you got to do is subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast for as low as 250 pesos a month to get access to our Discord community where we do that uh, viewing parties and um, I'll talk about other stuff, uh, sports, wrestling, memes, TV, food, everything uh, with our patrons. And we got 
exclusive access to our review content on TV shows, pay-per-views, live events, including MWF live events in which Chelsea Marie appears. And we also have our new line of merch in which um, uh, the patrons will be getting for free. So if you want to be a part of that, if you want to get a new shirt on us and be part of Pasabais that we are, we will likely be doing in the future, all I got to do again is subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast for as low as 250 pesos a month. All right. So that's how you become a part of the patron community. Now let's get to our main event. Here's our conversation with MWF's Chelsea Marie. We're capping off Pride Month here at the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast with an interview with one of the newest local wrestlers who's broken out into the scene, someone who's really caught our attention through MWF's renaissance here in the pandemic era of its run. Please welcome to the podcast, Chelsea Marie. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, guys. Hello, hello. Um, thank you for having me. No problem. Happy thank Pride, for, Chelsea. Yeah. Thank you for Happy making time Pride. for us. Yeah. Happy Pride! Although I wasn't able to come to the march. Yeah, gets the money. Because there's may counting rise in cases and people are getting a little bit more concerned about you know everything going yeah. on. So uh, totally understandable. I had to take a break because we have a show next week, next, next, next Sunday. Week, yeah, taping. Yeah, and, but I hurt my shoulder last, last tra- training. So I had to take a rest. Okay, so it's it's good that you're taking care of your body and mm-hmm. uh, it's relieving to hear now you'll be able to be part of the next set of tapings for MWF. So I guess all of this, we have to start at the beginning here. Like, how did you fall in love with wrestling to begin with? How did you end up in this wonderful and crazy little community? Mm. Well, I used to be a very big fan when I was a, a little, little Chelsea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But then I realized I'm not I'm not American. I'm not in America, and I'm trans. So I don't know if there's a place for me in the business. So I had to outgrow that dream, and then flash forward to 2019. Actually, no, even before that, you know, I see Total Divas, and I was like, I really want to go back. And then I I saw Paige's uh, life story film the. Fighting, fighting with, with my, my family. family. Yeah. And that was the final straw. I was like, I need to do this. I wanna I wanna make this dream come true. And I posted on Facebook and, and I like asked people if they know a wrestling company in the Philippines, because I'm not aware. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have commented about the three promotions back then, MWF, BWR, and AOW. But little did I know, I've, I already had a direct message from Tarek, who's MWF's like main boss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, I, and he was telling me, do you want to be trained? And do you want to start trained with us? And I was like, oh, hell yeah. So that's how it began. And I came to training while everyone was already training midway so my batchmates aren't technically my batchmates because i didn't like try out at that at that point i was a little nervous because i don't know because they're not aware if i'm like athletic Mm -hmm. if i can pull this off so i'm i'm just like i'm gonna do my best during the trainings and lucky i was able to catch up with everyone and here we are now 
So you've mentioned that you la- you have watched Total Divas and Age. Uh-huh. So are they your favorite wrestlers or your biggest influence? And I've seen some of your moveset and it's like kind of similar to what Tori Wilson used to do. Are, are they one of your influences? <laughs> so I love Tori Wilson. I yeah, we love Tori a- on this podcast as well. <laughs> I had a huge poster of Tori in my room growing up. I just love her, even though she's not the most athletic. So she's the star quality. She has mm-hmm. it. So that part of her, I mean, I was a huge fan of. But I'm not really big on saying favorites, having favorites, because I'm a Libra. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm, I'm so indecisive. So I like what I like when I see it. But when people ask me, who's your favorite wrestler, I would always say Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> Also, yeah. a lot of love for Eddie on this podcast. Yep. I have a really quick question. How old are you? Because we did not establish that. How old do you think I am? I don't, oh. I don't know. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I asked. Yeah. Make a guess. Uh, 24. Okay, so that's uh-uh. a good guess. Is that younger or older? <laughs> I'm older. I'm old as hell. Okay. Can we, uh, can we even say the... Can, yes. Are we? Are we? Are, you can cuss here. Are we? Oh, you can be cuss. Okay, I'm old yeah. as fuck. Okay. 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 Uh, what is old as fuck? I say uh, I just turned 32. You possibly can't be that old. <laughs> oh no, I'm younger than you. Oh, I, yo, I'm, gonna, see. I'm turning 30 this October. Okay. Okay. okay all right. Okay. All right. It's, hey, it's not yeah. so bad. Uh, 30 yeah. didn't home age not many row, and you know, like crossing mm-hmm. the big three O. It's not as bad as everyone makes it out to be. It's not bad. Mighty kids. Hello. Yeah. Okay. 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 So. Your, your favorite pala from childhood is Eddie Guerrero, kind of like Camero mm-hmm. uh, Niro. So we kind of grew up right around the same time. Sabi mo rin na hindi ka connected with the wrestling community here in the Philippines until mm-hmm. Tarek reached out and brought you to MWF. Mm-hmm. So what was your impression when you saw the local scene? Like nakita mo na, okay, merong tatlong promotion. Okay, merong MWF. These are the people I'm training with. Ano yung impression mo nun? Coming into it, I'm just really, I was just nervous. Because I don't know how would they... How was the response when I when I show up? I don't know because you know wrestling is a male dominated industry, and I'm sure. I remember when Tarek introduced me to Fabs, which was our coach. I asked Fabs how many girls are there. I want to know. I want to know if if there will be estrogen in there in the <laughs> testosterone pack training, but yeah. I came in there. They didn't have any judgments or whatever. They treated me as equally as possible, even with the guys. So I honestly felt like I, I was one of the guys. And I liked that. Okay. You, you mentioned that you know, wrestling is still pretty male-dominated and you didn't mm-hmm. know if there was a place for you as a trans woman. Now, as yeah. you uh, kept watching wrestling, night when you got into training, did you begin to find new influences, night that you know, wrestling has become more inclusive toward the LGBTQ plus community in the last few years? Uh, yeah, I did look up a lot of trans wrestlers around the world to know if there are already... Uh, some existing i know candy lee from new zealand so i follow her on instagram but nyla rose was the biggest person and i actually was talking to her on on dms on instagram before when i was training and that's that's when she told me 
this is a tough business. I just work hard and train hard. So I haven't updated her about my debut, but maybe we could catch up. What does it mean to you to have someone like Nyla Rose, who was the second AEW Women's Champion, right? And it really mm-hmm. carrying that banner for trans women. Yeah, it was great. And but but I actually looked in looked into her as like an example of what what could happen to me. So I observed how fans respond to her. And how the wrestling community respond to her existence and to being the champ. Because, you know, we're going to get a lot of flack for being trans and on anything we do. Especially if it's us being included in, like, female categories. So, yeah. It was mostly positive. Sabi mo na, no, there will be flack, there will be negative comments. And can mm-hmm. you just help us paint a picture from your perspective? Like, what types of negative feedback would you receive just because of being trans? I mean, we are all aware of the, the whole fiasco, the bathroom fiasco back in 2019, right? Right, right. So, yeah, things like that. Whenever we try to, like, voice our rights as a woman... And we, whenever we want to include ourselves in women's category, women's division on, on any kind of any aspect, we are always going to get heat from that because people would always say, oh, we're being invasive or we're being too much. We're asking for too much. So, yeah, that's it. For my personal experience in wrestling, I haven't heard anything, mostly because everyone knows probably that there will be like intergender matches. So it's not a huge deal. I don't know yet if when I hopefully become a women's champion or sort of someday, if I would get heat from that. But I, I'm already expecting it will come. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. So I was about to ask that, but uh, mm-hmm. na. so uh, I hope. You've only been in the limelight for around a couple of months in MWF, but I hope yes. that wala namang, walang hater ang mag-emerge because, just because of who mm-hmm. you are, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, we, we echo that sentiment. Uh, I think I'd like to speak on behalf of everyone here on the podcast, but I want to take it back to your training sa MWF. Kasi sabi mo pala na you started in 2019, so that's pre-COVID. So what was it yes. like for you and your batch of trainees na, okay, COVID happens, nag-shut down yung buong mundo. When did you pick it up again? Yeah, we were, we were excited because most of us are going to debut 2020. And then COVID came and ruined everything. Yep. We all were like, we didn't know what will happen if we're going to continue because, you know, we didn't know when the world is going to come back to normal. I mean, fortunately, it's slowly coming back to normal. We started coming back training, I guess, 2021, like late 2021, like December. Yeah, right before Omicron. Yeah, I was supposed to also start as brown shirt during December, but I injured my ankle during training. So I had to sit down and then I came back February. So in oh in total, I would say I've have been training for a year, if I'm gonna count months. Hmm. 
a total of a year. That big lull from when the pandemic first happened. Naramdaman niyo yung ring rust, I'm sure. So how difficult mm-hmm. was it to get back into the swing of things? For me personally, it wasn't that hard because I'm pretty, I would consider myself as athletic because I used to play volleyball, taekwondo, and um, back yeah, That explains a lot. To say you are one of the better ones, better prospects um, I've seen <laughs> when I first saw you wrestle in the first taping. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. And I'm also, I'm a dancer. So it's easy for me to adapt to, let's say, movesets or mm-hmm. my body can adjust to like the physical stuff that we're doing easily. So I would say the bumpings, yeah, it was it was a little rusty and like the ropes. But overall, I was able to get back right on track. And you're pretty tall. Like I saw you at Republica. I, yeah. I didn't expect you to be that tall. Are you a six-footer legit? No, I'm 5'10". Okay, okay. Close enough. Okay. Yeah, close enough. Mm. So your athletic background really helps nga, no? because like a lot of people when mm-hmm. they get into wrestling, they, you ask them, what, what is your athletic background? So in terms of like finding your niche as a wrestler, because it's a different style, din yan, eh? was mm-hmm. it easy for you to find that identity as a wrestler? Yes and no. They told me that you're going to be Chelsea Marie. So no gimmicks, no nothing, no character. You're going to be you. Okay. So, which I like because I don't want to. I feel like being trans is already somewhat of a gimmick. Okay. Or somewhat of like a distinction or mm-hmm. a character. So I I didn't want to overdo it. I didn't want to put another character on top of another character. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I, I was on board with that. So I just have to amp it up for the shows. And... No, well, no it, it was really just about finding your identity as a wrestler. And you did talk yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, and I think it has to also do with me trying to conquer everything that I, I'm passionate about. So that's, wrestling is one of them. So I've, I've done the dancing, I've done music and rapping and modeling and all that. So now I'm doing wrestling. So yeah, I think that's the kind of character, that's the kind of wrestling identity I have. It's the, the all around go-getter and now trying to conquer the wrestling industry. But do you have any aspects or facets that you want to amplify? Like, kunyare, maybe you want to be a trans dancer turned wrestler or trans volleyball player turned wrestler or something like that. Yeah. Um, different character. I'm still at the beginning phase, so we're kind of trying to figure that out. But I think that's going to be put into play. Okay. Yeah. So when you came out, Sa first set of tapings. So you went out there as brown shirt. Mm-hmm. How did that feel? Because it was your first time to really be introduced to the Philippine wrestling scene. Yeah. It was just... I was just excited. I was just excited to perform in front of the crowd because I would say I was nervous too because I haven't been... I haven't performed in a crowd. So I don't know how they're going to respond to me walking out. And I don't know if 
it's always going to be a, a thing on my head. I don't know what they think of me being trans and doing what I'm doing, whatever I'm doing. And that's part of it when I came out. But I just, I, I think it's just adrenaline. And it just happened so fast. But after I won at the Republica, that was a different feeling. I would never forget that moment when they when they announced that I'm no longer brown shirt. And then the crowd was like cheering. It was a great feeling, I would say. We'll never forget that. And then one of my friends who were part of the audience, after the show, she told me, the girl beside her was crying after I won. I was like, really? I made that much impact. And she's not even trans or LGBT to like. So I'm like surprised that I could like touch people with that. Because I honestly, I, I was such myself when I won. You're a performer and you're used to what you're doing. What uh-huh. made wrestling different? What makes wrestling different is the, be, it being athletic. And like being a contact sport, it's prone to injuries and pain and hurting yourself and hurting other people. So that's what makes it different. As a performer and with the crowd reaction, you mm-hmm. did you expect that you, you might encounter some hate? I was kind of anticipating that. Hopefully that doesn't happen, but it's always at the back of my mind. But I don't know. Every time I perform, I... I know I'm I'm kind of aware that I'm performing and that I know how people are going to take me but yeah it's it's true what you said about the hate I still don't know if I would cuz I haven't experienced it yet even on the MWF page on the comment section I tried to look if there's a hate so so far there's none yet maybe people are scared to be canceled if they hate on me. <laughs> I don't be. know. Yeah, they should be. But beyond wrestling, though, have you mm-hmm. received hate um, outside of this? Because right now, you're pretty new. and Yeah. Not hate. I haven't received much hate. It's mostly me not being accepted. Like when I started rapping. Mm-hmm. So I didn't feel the welcomeness from is that a word? <laughs> you didn't you, feel the welcoming attitude. The welcoming attitude, the warmth. There's none of that yeah, from the hip hop community. Oof. Okay. So yeah, and also even with the pageant world, I would say this. That's why I don't like calling myself a beauty queen because I'm not into that whole robotic type of question and answer thing. I'm not that. If when I'm on pageant, I'm like super casual and super. Candid. I think that's why the tragic community didn't take me seriously, even with the trans girls. Honestly, in terms of the of you trying to get into the hip hop world, how did you try to break in? Like, did you get into battle rapping, or did you release your own material? Like, what spaces did you try to enter? I haven't gotten into it that much. I started writing songs, recording stuff, and uh, I have reached out to some people. And, you know, if they don't get a response from them, that, that means they're not, like, into you or something. I have performed on events. But, yeah, I think the fact that you're not invited, the fact that you're not, like, asked to do this or that, that's in- indicative of 
them not welcoming me. That's for me. Well, I think I could have pushed myself more, but that was twenty back at 2016 or 2017. I've been through a lot of rejections. And at that point, I was like, am I going like, to push through again and experience it? Which I should have. That's what I would tell everyone. But at that point, I was, I feel like I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to like force myself into it. Maybe one day I'll come back and do it. We're taking a quick break from our conversation with Chelsea Marie so we can tell you about how you can support the podcast through your online shopping over on Lazada. 7 7 is coming up uh, in a couple of weeks. So if you want to be uh, on doing your online shopping and supporting the podcast in the process, all you got to do is use our affiliate link, podlink.co slash IAM, podlink.co slash the letters IAM. Type that in your mobile browser, at the cart, and check out from the mobile app. And what you buy will help us do what we do here on the podcast at North Cost. And now a quick word from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. What about you, Anderman, the pageant world? Because you mentioned even within the trans girls mm-hmm. who participate in the pageant world, you don't feel accepted or you don't feel welcomed. So yeah. what do you feel made you different from the rest of them? I'm a stereotype breaker. I'm not a typical, stereotypical trans girl that the society um, wants to box you at, into. Like, I'm not super girly. I'm not, I mean, I'm in a dress right now, yeah. but... Basta, ayon. I'm not I'm not like the stereotypical. So you see me breaking boundaries. Like I'm doing wrestling, I'm doing rap. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So I dress up. Sometimes I dress up like a tomboy. I just want to break people's perception about what a trans girl should be. So maybe I think that's what triggers some of my sisters because 
they don't see me as what we should be. And I think, especially back then, I'm one of the few trans activists and a lot of the trans girls in the pageant industry, they don't like the idea of trans girls before trying to fight for our rights. They would even say that, they themselves would even say that we're asking for too much, which is crazy. But luckily now it has changed. Most of them who has looked down on me for being a trans activist are now the ones like fighting as well. So I'm like, great, at least I started something. So that's actually one reason probably why they I get a lot of heat from them because, you know, I'm trying to like make a change. And at the same time, I'm different. Okay, uh, you mentioned that some of your sisters did not agree with you because they had an idea of what trans women should be. Yeah. In your own words, though, what do you think trans women should be? We're just like women in general. And when you look at women, they can be anyone. Okay. They can be anything. Yeah. I think, yeah, that's what it is. Because people think because you're trans, you should be womenly, more womenly than a woman. Because if not, they're not going to accept you. I can tell that um, most of them just want to kiss society's ass. That's why they go against girls like me. Because they just want to be quiet. They just want to be submissive. They want people to like, like them by not talking about our rights and fighting for our rights. So if they're quiet, people will like them. Because people would think... Oh, you know your place. Oh, I like you because you don't ask for too much. So that's mostly why. That's mostly what most trans girls are, especially before. They just want to blend in. And a lot of trans girls don't want to say they're trans. If they're, if they're like super passable and they have undergone surgeries, some of them won't even say that they're trans. They just want to, because they want to live as, women and they don't want to be treated differently because of that you mentioned that now you're a trans activist and that mm -hmm. uh, you do your part really fight for trans people's rights so was there an event na parang catalyst for this what made you decide to actually want to be a trans activist there's no planning for that it just naturally happened i remember back when i was eighth grade why am I saying eighth grade? <laughs> Why am I saying eighth grade? No, 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 because I, I do live streaming. And when, when people ask me about this stuff, they won't know what high school is. I mean, they would know what junior is, but they would expect it to be older. So yeah. I would say eighth grade so that they could like relate to that. Sorry. Okay. 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 Third year high school. <laughs> third year high school. Third year high school. I was watching America's Next Top Model and there was one contestant and then they were explaining the phrase that she said is I was born in the wrong body and throughout my childhood that's what I thought about myself. I didn't know about terminologies until that and then after that I, I went to like the computer shop to Google everything and then I, I learned the terminologies and everything and I learned that oh it's a thing i'm not alone and it's normal so then and then the next day reintroduce myself 
in my school, I had told everyone, I'm trans and this, 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 and that, which everyone would think like, oh, you're crazy. <laughs> because no one knows. It's not taught in school, especially back then. Mm. And yeah, that's when I started having a name. But the Chelsea name, actually, I didn't give it to myself. People gave it to me because there was a TV show that I like. And then they started calling me that. And at least it's a given name. It's not a name that I chose. So I just took it. Yeah. And then when I went to college, I mean, that's when I started HRT. So I transitioned medically. I refused to, I don't know, my woman pride, I guess, was like taking over me. And I refused for people to call me a he or a him or a boy or a guy. And that's when I I saw myself as, a fighter that's when I saw that I that's when the activism started because I had to face a lot of the things that are discriminating me Mm. so yeah that's when it all started college I would tell professors because I I don't have what do you call that when you're when you're not in a section I was an irregular student. So every class I go to, I would go to the professor and I would be like, I'm trans, so I hope you don't call me this and that. You can call me on my last name. I'm fine with that. And I would say I'm Chelsea. But a lot of them, man, they're still, they still did me dirty. And I was like, the hell? That was the late 2000s, <laughs> early 2010s. Early 2010s. It wasn't as widespread or accepted as it is now. So yeah. I'm sorry you had and to go it, through that, though. Yeah, I mean, it made me who I am. But I, just because I said that doesn't mean every trans girl has to experience that. And that's why I had to fight for our rights. I, man, I was super, super active when I was in college. Like, I would, like, literally fight them. Uh, the school always gives me violations for like cross-dressing for wearing female undergarments so college lyceum okay yeah and especially the students affairs office dean i don't know she she has something against us because she would always call us in the office and tell us this and that I don't know, but I was passable that time. So there were times I was wearing female uniform. <laughs> and then, yeah, I won't get caught by the guards. But the fact that you have to do that is sad. Mm-hmm. But yeah. But when I came back after maybe like five years ago, the deans, the dean was replaced. And then the new dean was telling me, come back now because I, I haven't graduated. So they were telling okay. me, come back, come back, and uh, you can wear female uniform now. I was like, that's great, but uh, my mind's not into it anymore. Uh, you, you're too good for them now. They don't deserve you. Yeah, that's why I, did, I didn't finish studies, actually, because, because, because of that. There was a week when they gave me violations after violations for, like, again, wearing female undergarments and going to the female bathroom. The shallowest one was wearing a t-shirt that's too tight that it showed my curves. They said that's cross-dressing. That's horrible. So, I'm, again, I'm just really sorry that you had to go through that. Yeah. I was, after that, I was walking through the corridor. And you, do you know the, those scenes in the films where everything's slow mode and the wind is blowing your hair? Yeah. That's how I felt. And I was getting teary-eyed and I was like, 
fuck this. I'm not going to do this anymore. And that was the moment that I didn't like. And that and that's the moment that made me decide I'm not going to come back. And I didn't finish school because of that. I want to ask about your family. How did they react when they found out na, or when you told them that, you know, you, you were trans? I didn't have a coming out phase. So I think I would say I'm lucky. But they weren't supportive as well as they're not against. So they were just there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, that's still lucky considering other trans girls experience worse. Right. So parang hindi ka nila kinokontra about it pero wala rin mm-hmm. outright expression of support. Yeah. That's, it's like just neutral. Mm-hmm. Recently, MWF posted and basically announced that you're the first trans woman Filipino mm-hmm. pro wrestler. So what does that distinction mean to you after everything you've gone through? <laughs> Again, it's like it's it's an indescribable feeling, but as good as it feels, it's also like a lot of pressure. It's always a lot of pressure to be the first on everything, yeah. mm-hmm. but because people are looking at, uh, up to you, you know, and it's almost as if you can't make any wrong move or anything. So, but it was, I mean, with my personality, with me being, with trying to break barriers and all that. Um, yeah, I, it was great. It was a great feeling for me to be announced like that. And with the looking at the response, which is all positive, it was it was good. Have people reached out to you like in the DMs? Parang oh, uh, you really inspired me, or uh, yeah. I I can identify with uh, with your story, mm-hmm. Meron ba? Yeah, that along with the sexual ones. <laughs> <laughs> with the sims god yeah. <laughs> yeah but i have to filter that out because you know you have to look into it and you see okay sexual sexual okay inspired <laughs> sexual sexual inspired so yeah. ratio pa. <laughs> there's a ratio but there are more of the simps more than the those who you got inspired yeah i got a lot of that i've got a lot of girls who wanted to at a trans girls too who wanted to be wrestlers saying that I inspired them. That's or awesome. even non-trans girls, yeah, they would say that. Which is crazy because I didn't know I would make that much impact personally. I mean, I would love to, but I didn't know I would. So mm-hmm. sometimes I still don't know how to take it. Cause I've I've had I've had that before when I joined, let's say, the Super Serena. I've joined that or when they see me on the k-pop events or when they see me when they when i upload my rap song i've had trans girls who wants to rap who so who have told me that so i'm like it's not new to me anymore but it's still overwhelming we're taking another break from our interview with chelsea marie so we can tell you how you can support the podcast through your online shopping over on shopee Yep, 7-7. Seven, seven. That means a lot of deals abound, so that means a lot of good deals also on Shopee. Again, if you want to support the podcast through your online shopping, there's also an affiliate link for that, podlink.co slash W9X, podlink.co slash the letter W, the number 9, and the letter X. Type that in your mobile browser at the cart and check out from the app. What you buy will also help us do what we do here on the podcast at no extra cost. And now a quick word from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. 
Sabi mo kanina, Chelsea, na ano, whenever you go out mm-hmm. into the public eye, you are already psyching yourself up for any possible hate that comes your way. So, meron ka ba mga defense mechanisms or mga ready responses para lang pagkailangan, yun na, ready na siya? Yeah. I mean, I'm always prepared of whatever might come. I guess it depends. If they're like super assholes, I can be an asshole too. But if they're, if they're like, because me being a Libra coming again to that, I like filtering out everything. So when someone tries to come for me, I would always try to look for a reason why they're doing that. So I would, I would, I would think, what are they really saying this because they mean it or are it, it's not, in, it was unintentional, but they, they were, they just say, said something mean or something. So I had to filter out before I respond because I mean, I want to give the same energy and the right energy to the right person. So yeah. And, and so far I haven't had anyone, mostly when I'm doing my activism on Facebook and you see a lot of transphobic comments, then yeah, that's, that's when that's when I strike back. I always do. So I know that when I when hate comes in front of me, when it comes to everything, especially here now that I'm wrestling, I, I would know how to respond for sure. Does the hate comments, do you use it as a positive? Like, do you transform it into positive and use it as a motivation? Ideally, yeah, that's what you should do. But what I always say is that you cannot hurt me if I don't even know you. <laughs> So my thing is, why would I even, why would I even let your hate hurt me when, first of all, you're not important in my life and I don't know you? That's what I tell all the haters when, not even towards me, whenever I see hate online, I would always use that ideology. I would always tell them, why do you think your hate matters? If I don't know you and you want to hate on me, why would you think it would matter to me? Why why would you think that your hate would make an impact on my life? If one, I don't know you, two, you're not important, and three, your words are not like trying to I mean your words are trying to obviously break me down, but why would I let that? That's a hell of a mindset. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> and I, I think now Yeah. Um, a lot of our listeners might be able to benefit from that type of mindset that you just shared. Yeah, and because uh, a lot of people would want to hate without thinking of, like, well, I guess it's because a lot of people are also sensitive that when you hate them, you get um, the haters would get the response they want. But never for me. I get a lot of that when I'm streaming, and I would just let I would read their comments out loud, and I would just. I would just ask them, so what response do you want me to do? <laughs> what response do you want me to give you? Do you want me to cry? Do you want me to say, oh, I feel bad for myself. You win. Do you want that? Because they want that attention. So I would like always let them know that hating is pathetic if you are pathetic right now for doing that. That's amazing. <laughs> so, I yeah. love it. Yeah. As we begin to wind down here, Chelsea, I want to ask if you have a message for all of the people who have supported you throughout your rise in the Philippine wrestling scene or a trans girl who's probably listening to this podcast and wants to get into pro wrestling as well. Go get it, sis. (laughs) I mean, just go, 
I have been in, uh, me and Crystal was interviewed um, after the Republica by Philippine Star. I, I they haven't released it yet, but they asked the same question. Just do it. Everything is possible. Just work hard for it. That's what is only required for you to do. Is like to give back the same amount of passion and hard work and dedication you can do anything especially nowadays don't let labels or stereotypes stop you from doing what you want yeah I don't know sometimes I I don't even know where I get this confidence from (laughs) because when I look at when I look to or when I look at other kids and they would feel like they cannot do it although I still have those mindsets Sometimes I would still have the, what as what RuPaul calls it, inner saboteur. I have my inner saboteur telling me that I can do it. And it's mostly because society don't want you to do it or won't let you do it. But if, if the power is in your hands, then do it. Just do it. And to all those who supported me and who supports me still, um, thank you so much. I didn't know that I'm going to get this kind of support just because, again, like what I said, this is a male-dominated industry and I I don't know, I didn't know how how much positive response I'm, I'm going to get from it. But it has been good so far and I just want to thank y'all and I would appreciate if you still keep supporting me and everyone else in this industry, especially here, because we're just starting. This is just the beginning of Philippine wrestling rising. So, All right. Yeah. And for our listeners who want to check out the other stuff you do, whether it's in wrestling or outside of wrestling, where can people check out your material? I have material on Facebook. <laughs> Sorry. Because I'm not, I'm not really active right now. I'm only doing wrestling. And I'm so bad at social media nowadays. Since the pandemic happened, I, I lost uh, the drive to be super active on social media. Felt, I tried felt. to, right? Felt. <laughs> this COVID shit. But anyway, you can see stuff that I do on Instagram, which is at Miss Chelsea Marie, M-I-S-S underscore Chelsea Marie and I don't have a Facebook page just a personal page just so just go just go follow me on Instagram alright so para sa mga simps ni Chelsea Marie Instagram lang huwag sa Facebook now, no, oh my god huwag kayong maging sobrang simp I mean yeah, don't be creepy chill chill, chill man oh. I'm, I'm no I'm used to it I'm fine I'm fine love the just, energy I love it yeah. no because I mean at the end of the day the power is in my hands so like uh, if I would respond to you guys or not right and yeah I don't know maybe I'm just desensitized at least at least some, one of us is desensitized yeah yeah I mean <laughs> you know, sana all may ganyang klaseng confidence which is bad which is bad if you think about it I shouldn't be desensitized no no but, it's okay don't don't yeah. be don't be in. in certain doses. It's okay. Yeah, um, it's good. But I, we're gonna end yeah. the conversation right here because uh, you gave us a lot to think about. Thank you so that much, Chelsea. That that was a lot. Yeah, very inspiring story. Really appreciate you, you sharing everything with us so wholeheartedly and so openly. And Aww. on behalf of the podcast, I just want to say congratulations on Thank your success you. and you. more to come. 
I know. Thank you so much. And yeah, I hope so for just for myself. And for the industry as a whole. Happy Pride, Chelsea Marie. As an industry. Happy Pride. Thanks again to Chelsea Marie for joining us here on the podcast. What an interview. Really love that we have more local wrestlers now. We get to meet more new people. Uh, Rowan, it's nice to see you not getting too starstruck by our, our new friend. Yeah, and I wish I asked some questions. Like, I know that she was part of Super Serena. And I wish I asked her if she was like her because that was the me- mechanics of that uh, pageant. Well, next time you got to think on your feet because there's a lot more airtime here in interviews. Natin. Yeah, or better yet, when you see her again at the next MWF live event, you can ask her that yourself. Absolutely, yeah. Speaking of uh, next MWF live events, you can see more Chelsea Marie. Sorry, I got to get my plugs in. Yeah, sure. No worries. uh, We are both a part of the same company now. Uh, All you got to do is subscribe to MWF on Gank. That's ganknow.com slash Manila Wrestling Fed. Manila Wrestling F-E-D. For as low as $10 or 540 pesos for 100 gank coins, you can be subscribed to a month of MWF content that includes um, all the taped shows and the live events that they release uh, in parts. Right now, they're releasing MWF Republica 2022 in parts. And you can see Chelsea Marie get her uh, ring name on the first part of MWF Republica for only as low as 540 pesos. All right, so there, that's how you can be part of all the action here on the local scene. Of course, we've got our weekly live streams. They still happen Thursday, 7 p.m. over on Kumu at Wrestling Wrestling Pod and on Facebook.com slash Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. But if you want to just talk wrestling with us outside of the live stream, Twitter and TikTok is the way to go. Rowan and Row are the ones in charge of that. It is at Wrestling2XPod. And if you want to talk to us individually, you can hit us up. It is at Chino Supersized. At Monday Night Rowan, at Roiswar, and at underscore Stan C. Thank you very much to Chelsea Marie again for joining us here and to all of the producers and all of the uh, team members over at Podcast Network Asia for doing all the good work putting these episodes together and getting them out for you to hear on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're at it, please leave a five-star rating as well. On behalf of Ro Moran and Rowan ASH, my name is Stan C saying thank you very much. Keep your masks on. Stay home if you feel any COVID-related symptoms. Para maawan yun na. Wag tayo magpa-outbreak again, please. And get your vaccines and your boosters if and when you can. Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, out. Bye-bye. Peace. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.